Hello ladies and gents and welcome to the Batman Universe specials and welcome to Villain Wall episode 3. I'm the Honourable Judge Nick presiding and today in the blue corner I've got... This is Dustin. And in the red corner I have... This is Savannah. And thank you very much for joining me today guys. Um... If you're new to the villain wall, what we do today is we're going to go through two Batman universe villains and we're going to be putting them into a particular category. I've got my big wall here in front of me. We've gone through a few characters already and we have four categories here. We have classic, we have B-list, we have forgotten and we have gone. And these two guys will be putting together an argument and facing off against each other debating over two particular characters today and I'll be deciding where to put the villain on the wall based on their arguments. So the first character we're going to look at today is a character called Bane. Welcome to my arena, Batman. Prepare to meet your master. I will break you! Now, Savannah, since you're new to the Batman Universe Halls of Justice, would you like to go first or second? I will uh, go second. Okay. Well, Dustin, um, you have the floor. Please take it away. All right, so I will be arguing that Bane is a B-list character. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, why in the world would I say he's a B-list character? Why isn't he a classic character? Well, the reality of it is that Bane... Might have been a classic character if we were doing this podcast 10 years ago. Bane was huge in the 90s. Uh, Now, not so much. Uh, Can anybody tell me when the last time Bane was in a Batman story? Yeah, the crowd is silent because nobody knows. Um, Bane is a secondary character. Secondary also can refer to B-list. Um, secondary character that has appeared in the Batman universe very little since his first appearance in the early 90s. Um, And I think part of that has to do with the horrible, horrible interpretation in the Joel Schumacher film, Batman and Robin. Um, I honestly think that part of the reason that character has taken a giant turn for the worse is because of that film. And and that appearance in that film has actually prevented it from being the classic and can only be be B-list character. Okay, Dustin, thank you very much for that. Uh, Savannah, now it's your turn. Please uh, explain to us what category are you hoping to place Bane in? I will be arguing to put him in the classics category. Um, okay, please take it away, Savannah. Okay. Uh, about the assertion that he might have been classic in the 90s, I think that Bane is sort of a classic archetypal character that it should be considered timeless. I mean, he hasn't been around, or at least very active recently, no. But we can all look back on a few classic stories and they were very good, very well-developed, well-written stories about Bane. And he was the central character in them. And um, also, I don't think that the argument about the Schumacher films um, is a good way to go. Because, I mean, in that way, Batman is also pretty terrible <laughs> and has bat nipples. And I don't think anybody would argue that 
Two-Face and the Riddler are as, um, are not, you know, at least somewhat classic. Um, but they were, uh, but a lot of people would argue that they were pretty terrible in those movies. So I think that, um, uh, Cataclysm was the story, um, was, will always be a very iconic and very good Batman story and thus places Bane pretty high up there in the list of villains that are important to the mythos. Okay, Dustin, um, you've now got one chance to retort. Okay, so the reality of it is this. Bane, yes, okay, Two-Face and Riddler might not have been portrayed in the Schumacher films as a great character. But the thing is, Bane did nothing to that movie. He didn't even talk. Uh, Yes, Nightfall, the story that introduced Bane to the Batman universe, was a good story. I won't argue that, and I won't argue that Cataclysm and No Man's Land weren't great stories that featured Bane as well. I will argue that... Since those great stories, nobody has done any justice to the character, and it just so happens that it, it falls that that whole situation falls after the Schumacher film. Um, now, believe me, I'm not saying that the Schumacher film is the 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 only reason why the character should be a B-list character. No, not at all. I I, I think just nobody's done the character any justice in such a long time, um, even in. More recently, in Batman Arkham Asylum, Bane Bane appears, but for a very short amount of time. I mean, Killer Croc almost has uh, more prominence within that game than Bane does. Um, Really, Bane's there because they're showing that they're stealing his venom. That's the only reason he's there. Um, I can't really say that, uh, you know, Bane is anything but a B-list character. And Savannah, you've got one last chance to convince me uh, if Bane is a classic villain or not. Please do take it away. All right. Um, I think that Bane being dropped um, in large part since the Schumacher films doesn't reflect so much that he is a deficient character in any way, so much as People are just sort of scared to use him, Um, which doesn't at all mean that he's not a classic character. We haven't seen much um, classic um, antics from the Riddler lately, but that doesn't mean that he's changed as a character or anything. Um, I mean, the, the idea of a classic character is that he's important to the way um, that the story of Batman has gone, the story of that they've somehow shaped the story of Gotham City and the way that we think about, you know, the group of Batman villains. And I think Bane definitely goes in that category. He broke Batman. That's a, that was a huge deal and still is. I mean, um, he was the guy for a while, the most intimidating villain that any creator could come up with. And 
he was the one that was clever enough and physically strong enough to overpower Batman and bring about an entirely new era. Um, I mean, No Man's Land introduced a huge array of new characters, new um, twists on characters that we wouldn't have had. We couldn't have had without the addition of Bane um, to the Batman story. And um, I think that that's a great honor for any character to have initiated such a great event and to be such a big deal. Um, And I think um, the character himself, he's a very archetypal um very classic in that sense um i mean you can think of the serum as sort of a jekyll and hyde he looks like a classic um movie monster um in a lot of ways so um he's just a well um, well conceived character um that goes a long way in opposing Batman. And um, he's one of those characters that's uh, sort of a mirror to Batman, which is always um, a good thing for a character to represent. He's got the training and the will and the detective sort of skills. Um, so that that makes a good dynamic. And... Um, he's all around just a very classic character. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. Um, I'll just now go to my private chambers and consult my thoughts. Okay, after careful deliberation, and I feel like I say this almost every time I have to make this decision, this one was really tough. Um, I think Dustin has some good points. Um, The movie really has, the movie Batman and Robin really has knocked him back, I think, in the last, in this last 10, 15 years. Um, something which I don't think the character has recovered from, even even now. Um, and he's he, yeah. So I think that's quite significant. And and in this courtroom, we take into account everything from comics to media to anything you can think of. Um, so that is certainly something to consider. But we also try to we in this courtroom we try to forget those dark days of Joel Schumacher, who didn't really understand the Batman universe. Um, Savannah also had some very good points there. I think even though it's been a while since Bane's had a big influence in the comics, it was an enormous event. And um, I think it's an event, Batman breaking his back, that will always go down in Batman's history. I think everyone will remember it in the history of the Batman comics. Um, And as a villain, I thought Savannah made some good points about him being a classical style villain he's more than just a one-trick pony he's not just a brute even though he's portrayed like that in the film 
he's more than just a brute. He does have a lot of brains too and um, uses them quite often. So after a lot of careful thought, and this might anger quite a few people, I'm going to put Bane in the classic villain category. I think he's someone who made a massive impact 10, 20 years ago, and I don't think anyone's ever going to forget it. And for that reason, I think he has to be considered a classic villain. I demand an appeal. Hang him! Shoot him! Hit him with a rock! So that was Bane. We're now going to be moving on to another fairly well-remembered character, Man Bat. <laughs> Right, now uh, this time, Savannah, I'll ask you to go first. And where are you arguing that uh, Man Bat should be placed on my villain wall? Once again, I'll argue for classic status. Okay, um, and you'll be, where will you be arguing, Dustin? I will be arguing Man Bat in the B-list. Okay. All right, Savannah, please take it away. Okay. Um, Man Bat, Kirk Langstrom. He is another sort of archetypal, classical, um, old movie-style villain. He's got the um, the transformation, the very dramatic personality difference, and the monstrous look as a creature of the night. Um, he's very film noir and um, fascinating like that. Um, and... Another element to Manbat um, that I think elevates him in the mythos is that he is um, sort of he's sort of an unknown. Sometimes um, he he tries to help out. He's always trying to fix um, his and overpower his will to do terrible things when he's man bat he's trying to be less destructive and he's you know he's sort of a dark anti-hero at times um so that adds an interesting element to it and um he's also um inspired other characters um he's his wife francine and um his his son are both um um tra- both transform into man bat type creatures and um i think Talia al ghul used the man bat serum to make commandos so his influence has spread beyond the one character. Um, so that's uh, good for his status, I think. And so that's Man Bat. Okay, thank you for that. 
And uh, Dustin, so you'll be arguing that Man Bat should be in the B list. Please go ahead. Okay, again, um, here's the thing. Yes, Man Bat is the proverbial monster. He's uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, which is all great and wonderful. But uh, I don't think that uh, Man Bat has had enough influence. Um, his serum, Kirk Langstrom, has had an influence, and his um, serum has you know, reached across and been used on various in various different stories. But Man Bat, the character, has not been. Uh, Man Bat has played a you know he was first introduced in 1970. Um, with a story that was drawn by Neil Adams, written by Frank Robbins. And with that being said, since then, nothing's really, really major has happened. Um, in 1975, he got his own series, lasted a total of two issues before it was canceled because it just wasn't very successful. Um, later on, he also had another miniseries that was... I mean, it was a miniseries, so they're not really successful. They don't. There's no real way of judging their success. Um, we know that Man Bat's appeared in Batman the Animated Series, the new Batman Adventures, Batman Beyond, Justice League Unlimited, The Batman. Um, we know that uh, he was a possible villain that Joel Shoemaker was going to use for the third film that he never made. Um, the thing is... I, I, I think Man Bat's a great character. Uh, I don't think Man Bat... I think there's a lot of aspects that haven't been really achieved with Man Bat. But I think that's mostly because a lot of people don't look at Man Bat and say, this is a character that we can do a whole lot with. Um, and the reason why is because I can't say he's two-dimensional because he does have the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He does have the, you know... He always has the, the emotional fight with... You know the fact that he becomes a monster and he has to treat, he has to act like a monster even though he doesn't want to, but he has also gotten control of that as well. The issue is I think they've backed him into a corner with him being able to control him becoming Man Bat, and he's just not as interesting. Um, that's happened in the TV shows. That's happened in the comics. Uh, as soon as Man Bat can control the monster, it's no longer really that interesting. And that shows in just over a year ago during Battle for the Cow, we had a Bat uh, Man Bat uh, one shot where the focus was Man Bat. And during it, he was trying to control the Man Bat and he couldn't. And he ended up taking somebody out that uh, we later found out really didn't get taken out because he was controlling it. So I think. Contrary to Bane, Man Bat has been used more in recent times, but every time he shows up, he's not. Re they're not really. I don't really think that they're using him to anything more than oh, this is a character that you know. This is a character that uh, has been around in the past. We're throwing him in here to link him to events that have happened in the past, or we're throwing him in here because we need a serum. And with that being said, that's why I'm placing Manbat on the B list. You make a very good point there, Dustin. I mean, is there anything you can come back to there, Savannah? I mean, can you think of any other reasons why Manbat really deserves to be up there with the Joker and and 
classic villains like that. Okay, I can address a couple of points. Um, uh, Dustin's right in that he is not generally commercially successful, but Manbat does appear in a lot of different mediums, um, and that I think is significant. And that um, I think that the creators uh, within each medium recognize that there is actually a lot that you can do with him. He's got kind of a lot of um, he's got a lot thematically going on. Um, I mean, even even with the element introduced where he can control his power or his um, transformation. He's still an interesting character. He's still kind of a villain. He doesn't... um, He's not really sure... I mean, it introduces more questions, and there's more to explore psychologically. Um, I mean, how do you use science? What is... What what means are okay to combat worse evil... Um, Things like that are, you know, really interesting, really deep psychological um, questions that can be addressed through this character. And um, um, the fact that his serum and uh, him as Kirk Langstrom have had an effect, I think that those things are... um, inextricable parts of that character. Um, he's sort of got three elements to him. He's um, a tortured man and a monster of the night, and he's um, an accident of science. And all three of those things put together make for a really fascinating combination that can be used in a lot of different ways. And um, I don't think that there are any really egregious man bat stories that we can look at and say yeah that was kind of horrendous and they shouldn't have made that at all um some commercial flops yes but i think um that the concepts are usually pretty good and that's that says something about the character um i mean there have been some pretty bad batman stories but we can still have faith in the um, the lasting nature of the character, and he can still make stories good. And I think that applies in a smaller way to Man Bat. So um, I think he's got a lot going on. I think he's got um, a lot. He's a very thoughtful, very interesting character that I think... Um, has a lot more to be explored in the future, and he's they've done a lot with him in the past. So I think he definitely deserves classic status. It's last chance saloon, Dustin. You've got one more chance to try and convince me before I go and make my decision. All right, so here's the thing. When you think of classic villains, you think of Joker, you think of possibly Riddler, you think of Catwoman, you put those people up there. Every time you read a story about Joker or you read a story about the Riddler or Catwoman, do you need to hear the origin story over and over again? No. As a matter of fact, Joker doesn't even have an origin story, but for some reason, every single time we hear about Man-Bat, 
the fact that he is a troubled being who has to deal with this experiment that happened comes up repeatedly over and over again. Um, to me, that's almost as if uh, the writers don't have a whole lot to go with, and they bring it up because that's the element. It's more of the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde element than anything else. I don't think that makes a classic uh, classic villain. I think that makes a B-list villain. But on top of that, it's not, it's not even just about the fact that he hasn't had any real commercial success. It's can you name a uh, can you name a famous man bat story and be like yes this was an amazing story that was inside the comics and everybody knows about it that's what makes classic villains classic villains are created by great stories and honestly man bat doesn't have a great story that everybody knows so with that being said he can't be a classic villain because he doesn't have a classic story he's got to be a b-list character Okay, then I'll just head off and make my decision. Right, well, after uh, thinking very, very carefully about this character... um, I think both of you guys have made some really good points. Man Bat has appeared in a massive variety of media incarnations. Um, And, you know, some might think he's instantly classic simply for being, for instance, in the first episode of the animated series. Um, Whether, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I don't think you should instantly think someone's classic for their media incarnations. Um, And when I, as... As was put forward, I think sometimes these bat, uh, man bat stories can be a little bit one dimensional. Um, Savannah, you brought up the fact that man bat has a whole family of, of of these monsters. Is that just because we got a bit bored of the story of the one man, so we needed his wife to be a monster and his child to be a monster? Um, so I, I think as a character he can become a little bit one dimensional but then again he's appeared in a lot of stories and he's been there for years now and a lot of people think he's a recognisable character but after careful deliberation I think Dustin's closing remarks sorted it out really for me and it's the fact that he hasn't had a major comic book storyline that everyone will remember he's a character that people are familiar with he hasn't had a classic moment I don't think personally so I'll be putting Man Bat in the B-list category. That's the end of the Batman Universe Villain Wall for this time. We've got two new additions. Um, please do send us your feedback. We've had some positive feedback so far. And send it all to podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Tell us if there's some villains you want us to discuss next time. Maybe you'd even like to come on here and defend a villain for yourself, one of your favourites, or maybe one that you hate. Um, so do please get in touch with us and let us know what you think of these specials Um, next time the two villains we'll be looking at are the rat catcher and Raish or Raz al Ghul Um, so look forward to those two characters being deliberated in these very halls next time and we're going to try and get these uh, episodes out a little bit more regularly than usual hopefully once a month Um, And we'll try and get a rotation of um, different lawyers on. Dustin, we've had Josh, and Savannah's been kind enough to join us today. Hopefully Savannah can come back at some point. That's everything for this time. 
Thank you very much for joining us. I've been Nick. This is Dustin. This is Savannah. And we'll see you next time on the Batman Universe Film Wars. Bye. See you later. Thanks, everybody. out of interest Dustin you mentioned you don't think the Joker's got an origin story you don't think the killing joke is an origin story well it's a it's an iffy origin story right okay um or the Batman confidential one it's even better I don't even (laughs) I don't even recognize that that exists (laughs) and uh so that's everything at this special there That's everything for now. Um, We'll now say... Jesus.